At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare always follow the money that's what i always say you always follow yeah, the money. yeah this is follow the money with mitch moss and Polly howard on v Points Bet Sportsbooks giving you more live betting than ever before. There's still bet before the game. Download the app. And with Points Bet, you get more live betting, more live bet types, more live cash outs, and more ways to live your bet life. Download the app and use the code VSIN2K to get two risk free bets up to $2,000. Must be 21. Terms and conditions apply. Longtime NFL executive, current VSIN host Michael Lombardi, has joined us every single Monday throughout the entire football season, and he does it again today as we get ready. For the Super Bowl, uh, Michael. Good morning. How you doing? I am great, guys. How are we doing? One more week to go. I mean, yep. I, I do like the two weeks in between. I mean, it cost us the Super Bowl in '02 because we were an old team and we only got one week. But I, you know, and we were not healthy enough. But I think it is fun, kind of good. Although I really miss football. I don't know what that thing was they played in, in <laughs> Las Vegas yesterday was football, but yeah. I mean, I missed it on Sunday. Yeah, boy, that was bad. Oh, it's so bad. Um, <laughs> Okay, so you've had Take now the pads off and play touch, right? Why not just yeah. play two-hand touch? That's that's what it is. That's what the game has turned into for sure. Um, okay, so you've had now a week to think about this game. Who wins, and what do you make of the point spread in the total? I think the point spread's light. Look, and, and I'm going to say this, and I've been against the Bengals all year, but I think the point spread's light. I I, I can't imagine that the way the Rams are playing right now. And the way the Bengals have been very fortunate, and they have been fortunate. Look, they could have easily lost the Raider game. The Raiders averaged 6.4 yards a carry. They only ran it 13 mm-hmm. times. They've got the ball to nine. They could tie the game. Tennessee sacks them nine times. They turn it over four if you count the play. I mean, they've been fortunate. I think the luck runs out. Kansas City, they're down 21 to three. I mean, the Rams' defense has been really good. They average. They've held teams to 18% on third down. They've been very good in that area. They've stopped the, the opponent's run game. Teams average less than two yards, uh, three yards a carry against them. They have been very good, and I think that this McVay learned from Super Bowl that he lost to the Patriots. I don't think he's going to make the same mistakes twice, and I think he'll have a really good game plan. I think it's a hard matchup. It's a hard matchup for the Bengals defensively, and then when you factor in, that I don't think the referees are going to allow the Bengals to play the way they did against the Chiefs. They were physical in the secondary in the second half. They got away with a lot of calls. I I think that's going to change, and I think Stafford will play better. I I really like the Rams, and I would lay the points. Mm, Okay. You think uh, that the defensive line can wreck it and force some turnovers and wreak havoc on Burrow? 
I do. At some point, Paulie, they're going to have to, this line's got to block, especially now with, with Donald inside. I mean, Spain, their left guard is one of the worst players on their team. You know, Isaiah Prince, their right tackle, is one of the worst players on their team. It's fascinating that this team has only been called for holding one time in the last two games, and that penalty was declined uh, because they, they can't block without holding. And so yet they seem to get away with it. And Burrow, look, is tremendous. There's no denying that. And these receivers are great. But I do think the pressure will be uh, will be rough on them because the pressure is what got San Francisco. I mean, they rushed five against San Francisco. They held up in the back end. And I think if the Rams get this lead like the Chiefs did and make them have to play from behind and make it a drop-back pass game, I think this line's going to have to pay a price. Do you like any player props or any like individual guy to go out there and really have like a spectacular game? Maybe it's going to be like an Aaron Donald to win the MVP, or do you think Stafford just goes nuts and throws for like 320 and he's going to be the guy? You know, it's so hard to get away from it. Uh, you know, the, uh, I'm writing this book about the Hall of Fame and going through it. Chuck Howley in Super Bowl five on the losing team won the MVP. I mean, think about how ridiculous that was. You know, he had two interceptions in the game. Jim O'Brien kicked the winning field goal, and yet they gave the MVP to the Cowboy linebacker who played against the Colts. I don't think that's going to happen. I think this is always a quarterback award, unless the quarterback, like Brady, didn't play great in the last Super Bowl for the Patriots. They gave it to Edelman. Unless it's one of those kind of games, which I don't think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think both teams will score. I actually think the over could be in play here as well. The prop I like is I just think the Rams will contain the running attack of the Bengals. I think this will have to be more of a passing game for the Bengals because I don't think Mixon's going to be able to get it going. This Ram defense has played really well. Okay. How about uh, what, what happened over the weekend? Your thoughts on Peterson to Jacksonville? I mean, it's a it's a tough task. Six and thirty five since Halloween, two thousand nineteen, and McDaniel takes the Miami job. You know, I mean, look, I've said this before. I mean, I I don't know how Mike McDaniel's is going to do. Uh, you know, obviously he's been with Kyle. He's been Kyle's guy for a long, long time. Uh, he's had experience in the system. He was in Atlanta with them. He came with them to Cleveland when I was leaving. So, you know, he's got his work cut out for him. He's going to have to turn Tua, and can he make Tua into a legitimate NFL quarterback? Can Tua throw the ball down the field? Is it going to have to be all RPOs? I think that's a challenging job. I think the Jacksonville job is, is remains to be seen if they can fix their cultural within the organization. I mean, it's not just because Bradley wasn't a good coach or Marone wasn't a good coach or, you know, Urban Meyer, whatever. I think they have some, some institutional issues, but Peterson's got to get the quarterback handled and he's got to get him to play well. If he can get him to play well and their defense can improve as they did during the season, I think they got a chance to fix it. What do you know about this mess in Houston right now with the Texans? Well, I, I think the Texans, have, as I've said on my podcast, and I've said it all year on our show, I mean, Nick Cesario, the general manager, actually, I mean, I don't know why he just doesn't make himself the head coach. You know, he's kind of been the guy wanting to do it. And now with the Lovey Smith hiring, I mean, I think to me, he had to find somebody that can the players will gravitate to. I mean, the think about his final, now, I don't know if they were his final three one, but he had, McCown, he wasted all this time on McCown. McCown's never coached before. Yep. Yeah. What does that tell you about how, what kind of respect do you have for the head coaching position when you're willing to interview a guy who's never been a head coach or assistant coach in the league? It tells you you don't have any respect for the position. So at least now if they hire Lovey Smith, you know, whatever you think of Lovey, and, you know, obviously he was successful in Chicago, not as much at Tampa. Illinois is a tough job. But at least their defense, if you watch their defense play last year, they played hard all year. 
and they were they were in games. I mean, they they won four games partly because of their ability, their defense, to turn the ball over. So it makes sense to me that at least he gets some continuity. But the selection process of who they were thinking about. It was remains to be it had me confused all year. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see what Houston does, but how long is this trend going to continue? Six of the seven hires so far, offensive side of the ball. Well, I mean that's the league, Paulie. I mean that's what they wanted, and a lot of them are guys that are young enough that are going to be accepting the analytics that come into play. I mean, I was talking to an NFL coach yesterday, and we were talking about this this analytical drive, which is completely going into the scouting as well. And you need a head coach who's going to embrace it. I mean, you need a head coach who's going to kind of feel really it's important to do. And so I think you what what we've I've said all along is we've devalued the head coaching position to the point where they want a collaborative effort. They want the analytical department to be as much a part of the Sunday play calling as anything. And the only way you can do that is hire an inexperienced offensive coach. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Michael Lombardi, our guest. You're also a huge NBA fan. You live uh, close to Philadelphia, and you're a Sixers guy. So at this point, with a trade deadline coming up on Thursday, what do you think the Sixers do with Ben Simmons? And what, what's your opinion on this guy anyway, uh, on him and his future? And what, what holds here in the NBA for him? Uh, you don't want to get me started, Mitch. I mean, my Lord, you're going to launch me out of a, of a, of a shoot. I could actually win the luge the way I go off. <laughs> I mean, the reality of it is, is what great player do you know that, that you take away his career that doesn't mind him? I mean, here's a guy that really has lacked. He lacks such competitiveness. I mean, you say, well, you know, you know, it's not his fault. LSU didn't get to the sweet to the, to the 64 best teams in the league when he came out. I mean, I mean, Steph, Stephon Curry took Davidson to, to the Elite Eight, and, and this guy can't even get LSU into the tournament. The same thing with Fultz. I mean, the guy lacks competitive drive. He doesn't really like basketball. He loves the lifestyle basketball brings, but in terms of competing and doing the things he needs to do to win, he's out the door. And so they got to trade him, obviously. Uh, I think Maury waits to trade him. I don't. I think the Harden situation, look, he's going to have to unload Tobias Harris. And really the only team that will take Tobias Harris is Oklahoma because they need to get up to the cap threshold. So he's going to have to make a deal with Oklahoma City to take Tobias Harris so he gets below the luxury tax to then try to bring in Harden, which I'm not sure is the right move. Have anybody watched Harden play defense in the NBA lately? I know. I mean, like, and then you want to sign Harden to a max contract, a super max contract for five years when you know he's not in great shape and he doesn't play hard? I mean, I think he's a wonderful player, and certainly he would help the team. But at long term, where does this bring us? But I think Maury has always been about this. He's this is what he's want, and I think for him, he doesn't care that Doc's sitting there with a team that maybe doesn't have enough arsenal to win, even though they're third. I think they're two games out of first place or one game out of first place in the East, considering all the injuries that everyone has had. But I'm not sure the standings in the NBA matter right now because teams don't have their whole team, but. I wouldn't suspect they trade Simmons at the deadline. I think that the, the trade he has to make first is Tobias Harris. Oh, God. Okay. I tell you, Embiid made a mistake when he said we have enough to win. They don't. They, they don't have enough. Well, they got a really good young – got a, look, they're not going to trade Maxi. No, no, they're can't do that. Maxi. And, they're, and, they're, and, you know, they love Thibault even though he can't shoot and he can play great defense. So I think that's the key. I mean, one of the guys they love is Paul Reed, who plays for the Delaware 87ers. I mean, Maury loves him. I think he's almost untouchable. Doc won't play him, but Maury loves him. Mm. We have like uh, 45 seconds here. We've talked to you about your Thanksgiving spread over the years. What's your Super Bowl Sunday for, uh, spread look like? 
I think it's going to look like the Borgata's going to cook it. I, I think I've got to be over there to do some shows and kind of work for the Visa Network. So I think I think that's what it's going to look like. I'm going to spend some time with Thomas Gable and and all the people at the Borgata and hang out and watch the game there. It's going to be a funny crowd here. You know, in, in the East, Cincinnati's not an East Coast team and the Rams. So it'll be interesting to see all the Giants and Eagle fans who they're going to actually root for. So I'm looking forward to it like you guys. I mean, is there anything better than watching the Super Bowl? I mean, the commercials – you know, the halftime entertainment and all that, and all the prop bets that we make, I, th- I think it's going to be so much fun. No, it's the best. Good point. Yeah, you're going to be working this entire weekend. Have a great week. Enjoy the game, Michael. Thanks, as always, for the time. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yep. He's right about the contract. I mean, that that's what the, the Bonteps comparison was to Westbrook. What If you give him that deal, what it's yeah. going to look like down the road. Okay, down like the 50, road. Yeah, 50 million a year for Hart. Injuries, out of shape. It's a lot of money. Come on. It's a lot of money. We'll hit some uh, very funny creative props coming up next. Will any player fumble at the opponent's end zone and result in a touchback? Odds on that coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare follow the money on vsat the sports betting network You're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams. Bet Rivers, as you covered, they've launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. All right, excellent job by everybody here at Circus Sports. Their props uh, have been up now for a few days. The creative props came up. Uh, and available, I think it was like on Friday or Saturday. Chris Bennett going to work on a lot of this stuff here. Um, and some of the stuff, look, I mean, I bet it because they did the work to put it on the board. And I want to be entertained during the game and have some bets that I probably know I'm going to lose. But if they cash and they're available to bet on it, I don't have it. I'm not going to be able to live with myself. So I'm not taking these two, these bets too seriously, but I do have some money down on some of the following bets. They put up, and this is available at some other books as well, but th- their wording here is, will any player score eight points on one drive? Wow. Otherwise known as the octopus. <laughs> See how it is? They, uh, <laughs> that, that's, that's the way some books, I think, word it. <laughs> okay. Or what they refer to it as. They put up, yes, 15 to 1, no, minus 2,600 here. Did Chase do it last week? Uh, in the Against the Chiefs? Did he have the touchdown at two yeah, points? Yeah, because they two? scored and get the, got the two-point conversion. So think about how many, if that actually happens, then think about some of the other mm. props that are going to get cashed. That means that the two-point conversion attempt 
will cash, and the two-point conversion right. itself will cash at a nice plus price. No, he didn't. He didn't. He, he got no. the touchdown, but not the two. It okay. takes a lot to get there, obviously. Yeah. A lot. But they have it on the board. Now, what do you think of this? I, I can never recall seeing this as a prop for the Super Bowl. How about any player to fumble at the opponent's end zone and result in a touchback? They open the yes 25-1. to 1, The no is minus $42. Jeez. So we had this in the playoffs last year. Browns Chiefs right before halftime. I think it was Higgins who was going for the goal line. He was hitting the head. Um, should have been a helmet to helmet. It wasn't fumbled. Uh-huh. Chiefs got the ball at the 20-yard line. So if, like, it makes kind of, you know, it does in the Super Bowl, everybody's going to be going all out on every single play. And if it comes down to it where he's racing to the pylon, he's got to make the leap. It's not a it's not a Belichick coach team where he, I mean, every like former Patriot player will tell you, Belichick tells us, if we do this, like we're going to the bench. Like never, ever do this. It's not worth the, the risk. Good. And I, so I bet the yes on this because if it happens and if I don't have money on it, I'm going to hate myself. So again, it's one of those entertainment props, basically, is the way I'm approaching it. Really? Yeah. How often is that? I mean, that rarely happens. No, no, I know that. It's, I know. That's, but yeah. can you imagine, Paul, well, if it, okay. imagine if we're, because we're doing the show on Sunday night, right after the game. We're going to be on at 11 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Pacific. Imagine if we're coming on that show and this happens and it's available to bet on and you don't have any money on it at 25 to 1. If I lose, I lose. I mean, I'm not taking, again, I'm not going to plunk down yeah. a huge amount of cash on that. Any player to have a 60 plus yard re- uh, reception. Is plus six seventy five. I'm sorry, plus two seventy five. That was the yes. The no is minus three thirty. The most likely player to have sixty yards here would be on a catch. Would be Chase. Would it go mm-hmm. Cup then number two, or would it go somebody else number two? They like to go deep to Van Jefferson, and they throw bombs once in a while to Beckham as yeah. well. Um, Who was the intended wide receiver on that ridiculous throw Stafford made that? Heart dropped. I don't know because it was, it was in between like, two guys. Was, yeah, Beckham was there, and I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Beckham and Jefferson. Yeah. How about McPherson or Gay to make a fifty-five plus yard field goal? The okay. yes opened up plus three eighty. McPherson, absolutely. Oh, you could do this. Sure. Yep. Confident kid. They also put up Stafford or Burrow to have a fifteen plus yard rushing attempt. The yes was plus four sixty-five. No minus six oh five. So I went back and looked at uh, both players, both quarterbacks, and their rushing stats from the year. Stafford had a 12-yard rush against Tennessee, a 10-yard rush against Arizona, and a 14-yard rush against San Francisco in the NFC title game. He did not have a 15-yard rush the entire uh, season. Burrow had a 12-yard rush against Baltimore and an 11-yard rush in the AFC title game. Never had a 15-yard rush. But what do you make of... Interesting prop. It is. What do you think of Burrow's rush attempts over two and a half? I like that over. So do I. Yes. I don't know if he gets to 11 yards or over 11 and a half yards. But again, the thought here is, after he took those nine sacks against the Titans, what was it he told... McVay, that he's ready to rush for 100 yards against the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. And he was taking off much sooner against the Chiefs. So their offensive line isn't very good. The pass block win rate for the, win rate for the Rams is like the yeah. best in the NFL. The thought is that Von Miller and Aaron Donald are going to be able to dominate 
and get you know get pressure on him the entire time, and he just scoots and takes off a little bit. I think two and a half is a pretty good play for him on rushing attempts. I like that one. They have uh, a four hundred passing yard, four hundred yards, four hundred passing yards, four to one. Hundred yard rusher plus two forty. Two hundred receiving yards, five to one. Will someone score three touchdowns plus four fifty? Score every quarter's plus eight fifty. Oh my god, that's way higher. Here. Way higher. I know. Was it five fifty at uh, Bet Rivers? Yeah. I think it was, or uh, William Hill, whoever had that. So, so that's both teams to score yes. every single quarter. Yes. Wow. Hmm. Hecker, they have Hecker to complete a pass. Westgate had attempt a pass. I think that was six to one. Complete is ten to one. They also have Johnny Hecker to score the first touchdown here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Five hundred yards passing is twenty to one. Shutouts thirty three to one. Will the game land three plus four twenty five? Well, the game falls seven, plus five seventy-five, and the uh, the the great kickoff out of bounds prop, plus eight twenty-five. Yeah, and that's any kickoff. Yes, throughout the entire game. So, are you with Michael now? Michael thinks it's the point spreads a little bit light here. Said the Bengals are fortunate to get here, which I would agree I, with. Again, yeah. if you go back and look at everything that's happened so far in the playoffs, but they so deserve- are the Rams. Everything yeah. broke their way. It's a four seed against a four seed. It is, right. March so Madness. Crazy things had to happen. Uh-huh. Yep. And they get the game in their backyard. And they got to host the NFC title game against the six. They're the four. They hosted the game. One vomits on themselves. Dallas gets beat. They they face a Tampa team with a ton of injuries. Well, the Niners vomited Bro- all over in the second half of that sure, game. yeah. They were terrible. They gave that game away. The, 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 again. Yes. the Packers total joke that, of their performance in that game. Um. You know, I was betting, if you go back before the playoffs started, I bet the Rams on a, on a few tickets on the exact matchup in the Super Bowl. I never had the Bengals, though, as the opposing team. I had them against the Bills and a couple of other teams, but I never grabbed Rams yeah. versus uh, the Bengals. And here at Circa, I think Bengals over Rams was 108-1, to and Rams over Bengals was 79-1. to What would surprise you? 38-35. It would? I would be surprised in a high-scoring game. Be- I would say Bengals in a blowout. Largest lead is 15 and a half here. That's I like that under. The only thing that would shock me is a Bengals blowout. Like 28-10? No. I'm, uh, or higher than I that? I would say higher than that. I would. I could see, yeah. Well, actually, oh, I'd be more surprised by 28-10 to 10 then, than uh, like 42-17 or something. Okay. 42-20. Well, here's the deal, right? I mean, you're not going to be surprised if Matthew Stafford keeps the Bengals in this yeah. game. That's who he is. I mean, if he throws a pick six and all of a sudden it's like, uh-oh, here we go again. The, the, you know, yeah, right, you do. Also, like, on the flip side, Stafford could easily throw for 300-plus yards in this game. Yes. That can happen. I don't... What do you think of the running backs? Akers and Mixon. I know professional sports better Randy McKay was on the opening line show here last night with Humans and uh, Von, Von Tobel. And he, he said that he has bets on Mixon to go under. And he's going to probably add more if the number continues to go up. Mixon's been fading a little bit, running the football. Uh, I think that they're going to utilize him in the passing game, though. The Chiefs had success on the ground, but they, they went away from it and didn't stick with it. That's right. It, that was, it was Mc, all pass, pass, pass. McKinnon was doing well. And they, they were <laughs> yeah. going to him, and then they got yeah. rid of that. Yeah. yeah. Right. What was his breakdown on Mixon? Just no more fade, fade, holes? Fading and... lately. Okay. Uh, the de- the defense for the uh, Rams has been awesome. Like last week, the Niners' run game couldn't do anything yeah. against the Rams. Yeah, they shut them down. Good point. And that was a huge sign for him. 
Well, do you agree with Chernoff? He likes Acres over. No, no, Michelle I, I, under. No, no. And I, the alt stuff on, on this is great at Bet Rivers, too, with all the alt stuff. Oh, for sure. Everything you want. You can bet any uh, wide receiver, running back, anything you want. Over 20, under 100. I mean, it's all up there. I love it. I hope that's going to be common in the regular season moving forward at most books where you can bet all these alt numbers for player props. I mean, let's be honest here again. The Super Bowl is all about player props to me. Mm-hmm. It, it, it always has been. Player props and game props. More so than the point spread in the total. I could see Burrow. I could see Burrow getting 400 yards. They're getting blown out. They got to play catch up. I could see that. Four to one. Um, and they abandon the run. I know yeah, Zach Taylor likes to that. run though. He doesn't like well, to abandon early, the run. Yeah, early on. Yeah, certainly. But but it was like the Tennessee game though. He throws a dump off to Chase. It goes for 60 yards. Yeah. Uh, coming up next, uh, we heard about integrity fees for so long when legal sports betting started to take off in other states outside of Nevada. What we had on Friday night in the NBA was nothing short of an abomination. (laughs) One of the worst jobs you'll ever see from a set of officials. Details on that coming up next. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSEN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows. Or download and listen on your schedule. Free and available now. VEASAN.com slash podcast. Wherever you get your podcast. And I love the Army chewing ass, too. Get fired up if that Fall the Money podcast isn't up in time. Get on there. Ask for that thing. Demand it. Absolutely. Great job. Let's go back to Friday night. I'm guessing this was probably a little under the radar. <laughs> in an NBA game featuring the Cleveland Cavaliers and uh, the Hornets and what took place in this contest. And maybe you've seen the highlights. I certainly tweeted it out. I didn't even know about it on Friday night. I found out about it on Saturday morning. And I seriously had to go back and watch the video like four or five times to even understand what the hell happened and if it was even possible for referees to botch a call this badly, right? So emphatic, too. Oh, my God, No, he didn't. So no, and we have uh, John Michael, who was on the call on the Cleveland Cavaliers TV side, coming up in an hour, and he will explain again because we heard about integrity fees for so long, and you know sports leagues getting in beds with a bunch of sports books, and then they're going to be partners and yada yada yada. Fast forward to twenty twenty two, and that's where we're at. Well, look, I mean, if that's going to be the case, you need officials to be on point here, and I mean, this is a reason why we talk about officials and how they have to get things correct. So often on this show, I mean, it's one of the biggest talking points every single Monday during the NFL season and how things are botched. But we'll let John, this is the broadcast call, like in real time after the play developed, John Michael on the call trying to explain what impossibly took place on Friday night. Set up what was that wild finish uh, as the Cavs win it by one. The Cavs, however, Jeff, didn't think it should have been that close. One of the most bizarre calls in the history uh, of... For me, anyway, they want to talk to you in the history watching basketball. This was the most bizarre call that, that I've ever seen. We're going to get your perspective in a moment. The whistle was blown as the ball hit Dean Wade. Three seconds later, after the whistle, the ball ended up in the hands of Rozier. Rozier was shooting a practice shot, a practice three. Darius Garland was goofing around. He came out and was kind of putting his hand near where Rozier was shooting. And they deemed him the three points. Oh, I cannot believe. It's like it was a parody. Yes. 
the play was over for quite some time. As he said, he's right. He's Rozier's taking a practice shot, and then they they he bricks it and they count it. I've never, I've never it's completely changed the game. They won by one. But they were up ten before the sequence happened. Right, like right. four minutes. Ridiculous. Well, I mean, look, Kevin Love's like, "What are you doing?" Oh, he comes, Bickerstaff losing his mind. Come, I mean, the, the, well, they're in amazement. How yeah. would you not be? Yeah. And like you said, the referee comes running over and he's like, <laughs> "Gives him one of these yeah, right, right here." Right. Look yeah. at me. I'm going to tee this guy up. Comes in. He comes with authority. Count it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and so the again, the play is dead. Wade is on the baseline for the Cavaliers. The ball touches him. The play goes dead. Yeah. It's kicked around over to Rozier. Like three seconds later, he takes a practice three as NBA players do after every dead ball now. And they've been doing this for 10 years minimum. And they come off the bench to like, you know, get in his way or whatever. That goes back to Kevin Garnett. He would never let the ball go in the hoop. Right, after right. A dead, well, yes, yeah, right. Because he doesn't want you to get into a rhythm. So they did this and they're like, no, no, we're going to tee you up. Can't do that. Here's the shots and the technical foul. And they're just like, wait, what? This can't, this can't possibly happen. That's not a real three. The play's dead. No, sorry, too bad. Not on my watch. And then... Not on my watch. They came out... So this is from... Um, oh. Right after after the game. A, a tweet from Chris Fedor here. This is uh, Crew Chief Brian Forte on the play. Quote, it was miscommunication amongst the crew about the sequence of the play. Upon review after the game... The out-of-bounds was called prior to the start of the field goal attempt, and the shot should uh, not have counted. Oh, well, do you no, think so, doctor? Well, no kidding. Why aren't you getting together? Of course! No one says you blew the call here. That's not what happened. Oh, my God. You, it was, folks, it was you, well after the play. You have was to over. watch this video. Um, I tweeted this out at Mitch Moss Radio over the weekend. I know, Paul, you've looked at it ten times. Uh, I, again, sure. here's the deal, right? I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah. Th- this goes back to when Timmy Fitz used to join us here on the show when he worked at the South Point. Uh, we would bring up, like, look, you always hear there's a rainout in Chicago between the White Sox and the Tigers. People will say, well, who's betting on that game anyway? Timmy would go, oh, my God, you have no idea how much action a certain game might take any day of the week. Like, people are betting on all this stuff, right? The handle at certain books could have been huge on this game. Um, and by huge, do I mean Super Bowl big? Of course not, but you know what I'm saying, relatively speaking here. Uh, and what about, like, for futures as well with the Cavaliers... To win the division, like we have at huge numbers. You can't, this is, how do you screw that up? The lowest level of officials should never, ever get this wrong. And here you, here you are on a Friday night with a team that's fighting for first place, and they just, just completely botch it. And like you said, why do you not group together and try to get this right? They stuck with the call in real time. That's huge, a travesty. Huge swing. Yeah, 10-point game would happen. And like we said earlier, Paulie, imagine if this happened. This is the NFL, and it happened on a Thursday night. Yep. Every show on Friday morning would just be eviscerating the officials, and rightfully so. This look-at-me business. <clears throat> and you're, you're, oh, my God. So here you go. Yeah. That's after the play is dead. Oh, my God. So Rozier has yeah. the ball when he has the ball and he takes that dribble, that's three seconds after the play is dead. And they come out from the bench and like, hey, we're going to get in your way. And they, they call it a technical. Oh my how, God. How, how do you get that wrong? And he counts it. And then he counts. Oh, my God. It's, I mean, this is not prisoner of the moment. That's one of the most egregious calls I've ever seen in any sport. <laughs> so, Incredible. I don't know how he didn't lose his mind on the broadcast. 
And we'll talk to him coming up. I mean, that does, that's crazy. If you're they almost lost the game. It changed, yeah. that's, a, that's a huge swing. Yeah. If you're Bickerstaff, how are you not? I mean, you're <laughs> you're going to get in the official's face. Oh, sure. And then they usually then they make it worse. I'm surprised. I mean, right there, you can lose your mind and get teed up, and you can get tossed. Yeah, right. Where they double down on the mistake and of make course. it even worse. Miscommunication. That can't happen. No, no. You're out there as a group. You, you got to, when you lose your mind like that in the heat of battle, people got to yeah. come over and say, look, Johnny, I think you got this one wrong. And then correct it. Yeah. Brutal. And yes, I do have the Cavaliers at 101 to win that division. Well, he had to like what happened yesterday, though. You get the Levert trade, and then uh, they're down 20 and come back down only win. They cover. That so, was a, that was a 19-0 run they hit right. him with. Yeah, I, I think you're out of. I think you're losing it a little bit though with the Bulls. I think they're going to have to go 10 and 20 to stay under the win total. Nah, nah. I saw your tweet last night. Put it this way. Come on now. Uh, Jonathan Von Tobel made a great case. I did his podcast with him on Friday. He has a huge number on the Bulls to miss the playoffs because, let me get it right now, there is uh, not that much separation between the one seed and, like, the seven. Here you go with the standings in the Eastern Conference. Right now, they're the two. They are four games up on Brooklyn for the seven. They are four games up on Boston for the eight. Boston's hot. Nets are a mess, yes. So let's say they fall to, like, the seven. Right now, they'd get Atlanta. And they lose that game. Who are they going to get the next game? Oh, maybe Boston. They can miss the playoffs. They're going to make a trade? Oh, they're going to have to, I think. Got to get some of these guys back, too. The they, injuries. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the deal. I mean, there's no way this as, happens if not yeah. well, if Caruso and Ball don't go down. Yeah, well, I, I know they ran the numbers. ESPN projects them to get the seventh seed. But uh, they would have to go really implode to go under the win total. Stay under 42 and a half. Here's their schedule for the rest of this month. The Suns tonight. It's tough. They're not winning that game. <laughs> okay. At Charlotte. <laughs> not winning that game. No. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota. Here, the home, they, they really have to do well on the home stretch to close out February. It goes Timberwolves. That's not easy. Oklahoma City, San Antonio, Sacramento, Atlanta, Memphis, though, at the back end. So if they, they need to get like the four, they need to get like three wins there. And then. At Miami on the 28th before it goes to March. At Atlanta, Milwaukee, at Philly. That's the four-game stretch after that. And then they have like a month to play. They've, they've lost so many games because of injuries, though. I mean, right out of the gates. It's with... a big week. This is a huge week for a lot of teams. Oh, yeah? Does Memphis get Sabonis? Do, who grabs Turner? Indiana trading everybody. Uh, the, bull, the, the Bulls do, should get Turner. Yes. Do the Cavs make another move? What happens with Simmons and Harden? Has Harden said that's it? Is Harden said there's nothing? Uh, forced their hand. Now I'm not playing, and now he's been so bad, and now they've lost eight in a row. Do they have to just say, well, we're better off with whatever we can get with Simmons in a package, mm-hmm. and we can't give this guy a long term deal anyways? It's a huge week. Let's say that. Let's say that trade happens. Harden goes to the Sixers. How about the move the Clippers made? That's, Powell was awesome last I night. I know. I know. If I don't know what's going to happen, but if they could, it doesn't look good for Kawhi. But if they get Kawhi and George now with Powell and it, whew, what a move the Clippers made in Portland just punted on the season. I mean, it's as Jeff Sherman said from the Westgate last night, if this team comes back, this team right now, the, then current, Covington. the current makeup, the roster, and they're all healthy next year, he goes to the favorites to win the title. Wow. But if Harden goes to the Sixers, then what? Well, Depending it, on what they do give I, up, and obviously. And I get a motivated Harden, right? Oh, they would for this, sure. I, I would think so. Yeah. Because he could be motivated for a three-month stretch. And plus, plus, he has a good rapport there with Maury. 
going back to their Houston days. And I, again, he's talking about how he doesn't want to be the man. Well, Embiid had 40 again last night, the seventh time on the season, more than any player in the NBA. Embiid can still be the guy. We have a major streak on the line tonight. 16 straight, baby. They're the back devils. in action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Never too early to prepare for the big game. We want to make sure VEASAN's part of your plans. 56 hours of free video coverage on VEASAN.com leading up to the 6th annual live big game betcast. Biggest game of the year. Make plans now to join VEASAN before, during, and after the action on VEASAN.com. Here we go tonight, baby. Only two games in hockey, but the big one with the Devils. 16 in a row, goal in the first 10. And at Bet Rivers, you can bet goal in the first five, which is plus 170. Take a peek at this. 213, 47 seconds, 4 minutes, 14 seconds, 237, 220, 201, 51 seconds, 253, 138, 443. That's Some of these during the streak. Wow. They do not mess around. It's going to be 3 minutes and 30 seconds tonight. That's your call? I'm pump one in. Yep. Okay, 3 so minutes, 30 seconds. 16 in a row and 18 of 19. Do you know this? Now that the streak has reached 16 games, is this the first time Bet Rivers is offering first five? Or do you know if that's also been available? I, I, I don't is, remember seeing it until tonight. Okay, because I the could fir- be wrong. But that they have they have first five now on these games. How would you price that first five like ten games that's ago? Interesting. Yeah. Plus four dollars? Yeah. Plus six dollars? Uh, I don't think it's that high. I I don't know. That's people, a tough call. I don't know. First five is plus one seventy. First ten is minus one seventy. People also are now asking for over a goal and a half. First five? In the first ten. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Make it make that available. First five, too. Yeah, for sure. Of course. Right. Or make yeah. give it first minute, first ninety seconds, first two minutes, something like that. It's uncanny how often this There's is happening. There's been a lot of goals in the first ninety seconds of games in the last before the uh break. Yeah. When there was on a sick run. One night there were six games. It's the first minute and a half, two minutes. Okay, so what happened? So th- this number in the first ten will go mm-hmm. how high tonight? Two dollars? Yeah, I imagine. Probably. But they but you gotta be early to the dance. Remember, we talked about it with the last Devils game. Uh our buddy Chris Otto, who's been all over this, he got it at one fifty at DraftKings when it opened and it went to off two dollars. That was uh I think I think he had one fifty right away for games like fifteen and sixteen of the streak. Yeah. Yeah. They were coming out low on him. So they haven't been messing around either with a lot of these games. Uh-huh. So sixteen in a row and eighteen of nineteen. They take on Ottawa. Ottawa's on good. a 
Ottawa's on a 12 and 2 overrun in the first period. Toronto's on a 15 and 2 overrun. Should be fireworks in that game tonight as well. I mean, that that first period should go over. Mm-hmm. There should be a goal in the first Carolina and Toronto. Well, that's a really good game tonight. That is. Yeah, Toronto's playing well. That one uh, that could be 15 and 2. Okay. Florida's also on a 15 and 2 yes goal in the first 10 run. As well, but you're uh, calling, there's, only, there's only two hockey games tonight. So you're calling 3.30 tonight? 3.30. Okay. So that means that you'd like to get down on first five, obviously. Could be okay. a quick one, yeah. All right, some numbers for the big game that, that you can get. That's an excellent job. Sorry, that is an well, excellent job that that is offered, too. Yeah, right. The first five. Sure. Hard to find. Mm-hmm. All these numbers are available right now in VSIN's big game betting guide, which you can get at vsin.com slash Bowl. Uh, teams that rush for more yards in the big game are 41 and 14 straight up, 38, 14 and 3 ATS. And last year, the Buccaneers outrushed the Chiefs 145 to 107. That was a bloodbath last year. <laughs> yeah. um, so, who runs for more yards this weekend? I do like the Rams to rush for more yards. I would, yeah, I'd go with that. Yeah. Teams that average more passing yards per attempt in the title game. 43 and 12 straight up, 37, 15 and 3 ATS. That's 71.2%. How about this? The Chiefs last year only had 4.96 yards per pass attempt. It was ugly. He's running for his life every play. Every single play. Yeah. Uh that that little bit so that's a little surprising to me. What say you? You think a lot of the times maybe a team's playing catch up and sure. they've had the stats. Well, but that also yeah. means like the yards per attempt, though, could be cut uh-huh. down because you're throwing so often. In the 54 previous Super Bowls, I don't know why it's 54, not 55, but um, the team that had more turnovers has won only six times straight up and eight times ATS, 836 and eight. That's 18.2% with the team that has more turnovers on offense. In last year's game, the Chiefs turned it over twice, Buccaneers. Did not turn it over one time. And tomorrow, we have professional sports better Frank B. on the show. And he will have a couple of breakdowns on props that will make your head spin. Oh, yeah. No, he's as good as it gets. Yes, he is. And so some of the breakdowns that he sent us are just Must listen. Phenomenal. Yep. He's the man. The other uh, good thing is well, talking to Frank B. And who moved to Colorado and also Randy McKay. This is unbelievable. With, there's over 20 books Different books in Colorado. All of them except two offer bonuses. It's a feeding frenzy. Yep. It's, it's nuts, the offers that they have. Well, put it this way. We know one professional better who lived in Las Vegas for many, many years, originally from Illinois. So once betting became legal in Illinois, he moved back to that state. He has since, well, this goes back now a good two months, he decided to get an Airbnb in Colorado to go out there and open up, you know, accounts there as well. He said it was so good in Colorado with the bonuses that he extended his stay there for like two months. And I don't know if he's still there or not, but he went there originally for a week, and I was told that he was there for like a good five or six weeks, and he could still be in Colorado. My God. It's too good to pass up. Yeah. We're close to Arizona. Driving distance, you can get across the border in 35 minutes from where we're at right now, probably. New York had incredible offers, too. Yep. Someone went out and took advantage of them. If you can get reception on your phone, uh-huh. basically cross Hoover Dam, and you can sign up for a bunch of bonuses that are available. 
Like, and people are doing that all the time. This is not New York going to New Jersey or anything like that. That's also what we were told at Foxwoods in December. People would come across state lines, right? I think there was a gas station in Rhode Island. <laughs> Wasn't that where it was? Uh-huh, uh-huh. When yeah. it was like 30, the story, yeah. 30 minutes from Foxwoods and like a bunch of people there, like they listen to VEASAN and there's like a big group of people that go there and make their bets every single day. That's great. Um, I bet Bengals to win the time of possession. We had a breakdown on this last week. It's plus money. This basically comes down to like uh, seconds per snap in every single situation. They, they're one of the slowest teams in the league. Teams that win the time of possession battle are 40 and 15 straight up and 39, 13 and 3 ATS at 75% in the history of the game. The Bucks had the ball for more than 31 minutes last year against the Chiefs. And teams that hold an edge in at least three of these four key stat categories are 40 and 5 straight up and 36, 8 and 1 ATS. That's 81.8%. As Steve Mackinan points out, amazingly, three of those um, outright losses were in the last seven games. That's crazy. And teams that win all four categories are 26 and 0 and 24, 1 and 1 straight up, 96%. The only ATS loss was when. the the Eagles defeated the Patriots and covered that number. Yeah, Patriots didn't punt and lost the game. Yep. Ridiculous. Yep. Still can't believe that. In terms of scoring, the average winning score is 30.1 points per game, with the average losing score being 16 points per game and an average winning margin of 14.1 points per game. However, 16 of the last 18 games have been decided by 14 points or less. But that's also, I mean... You know, we had that stretch, what was it, in the 80s and the 90s where it was all NFC and it was completely one-sided. The game sucked. And then it just came, it completely flipped. And for the most part, last year was a blowout. But for the most part, the games have been like super competitive and ultra you know, dramatic going back now many, many years. And with the way the playoffs are running this oh, year again. Sure. Great call. When we were growing up as kids, it was always a blowout. Game was over by halftime. Yep. Stunk. The only thing you were watching was the commercials and it, the Bud Bowl. And, and here's here's why the Super Bowl sucked for many years, because the NFL NFL was so popular. You love the regular season. You get to this, you know, the climax. Um, you reach that point where the expectations are so high, and every year was a dud. And it stunk. It's like you're going to end the season on that, and now we don't have football for seven uh-huh. months? Uh-huh. Come on. Every single year? Brutal. Of the um, of the 16 games to be decided by less than a touchdown, seven of them have been in the last 14 years. Another point that these games have been competitive and close in recent years. I don't know, man. No, it's, but you've seen some strange stuff, though. Between the Pittsburgh-Arizona shootout, safety in that game, defensive touchdown... How the hell could the highest-scoring team in NFL history not move the ball against the Giants? The undefeated Patriots got beat. Yeah. The Patriots win 13-3 to against the Rams. You had the New England-Carolina crazy game. That was 32-29 in the, in the first and third quarter with scoreless, yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, think about that. And John, right? John Casey, after they tied up, kicks uh, the ball uh, out of bounds. Out of bounds, right. Gives him a huge break. Right. I was at a um, Super Bowl party at Planet Hollywood. Was it still was it called Plan Holly or was it still the Aladdin um, for the Giants Patriots game? And I'm talking about I mean just hundreds upon hundreds of people there. I think every single person in the room had Giants money line. I know. I mean no, they so went ballistic. Yep. I know it when they won it. it. Yep. 
Same thing with the party I was at. Yes. Yep. Up next, rapid fire, big game props. If you want to bet the yes on overtime, there's a better way to do it to maximize your return. Details on that coming up next. Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare 